Hey guys, welcome back to your Good Life Now podcast. I am Frankie Martinez and I want to say thank you for letting the Good Life team and myself be a part of your life, to speak into your life, to encourage you, to build you up. I appreciate the opportunity and I love the feedback we've been getting through email and DMs, messages letting us know how this message is in this podcast is inspiring you and encouraging you and building you up. I love it. And I'm grateful for you listening to this podcast, reviewing it, subscribing to it, letting your friends know about it. It's so great to see how it's growing and reaching so many people and inspiring your good life now because that's the way life should be lived, right? It should be enjoyed. If you're not enjoying it, I'm telling you, we're doing something wrong. Um, But we are talking about it's a time to fight, a time to fight. Part of living the good life is we got to fight to live the good life. There's things we got to do to overcome and fight in order to live the good life that God has for you. There's things that God has called you to overcome. What we talked about last week is things that we leave alone. Anything that you ignore or leave alone will go from whatever state it is to a worse state. But things that we fight for, put effort into, pay attention to, those things go from whatever state it is to a better state. And that's what I mean when life demands that we fight. Is In order for things to get better, we got to fight for it, put effort into it, and make things get better in our lives. So today, Today we are talking about four benefits of the fight. Now, when I talk about the fight, I know um, sometimes the fight is enjoyable. It is. Sometimes when you're winning the fight and you're overcoming, it's enjoyable. Sometimes it could be, what's a word to describe it? A whirlwind. Sometimes the fight could leave us doubting many things, doubting if God is even with us or doubting our faith and so many things. And so I want to encourage you for seasons like that, uh, four things that benefits that help you during the fight, in the fight, that you get out of the fight to encourage us to keep on keeping on and to keep believing and keep hoping and let God do the great things in our life that he wants to do, okay? So we're going to use the context of Jacob from the Bible. Uh, Jacob is Abram's grandson, and we talked a little bit about him last week. But today, I'm just going to use his example because he was going through a lot and we don't have time to go into the details of his life and what made his life such a struggle and actually filled with so much pain. But at this moment, he's at the end of his rope and he is desperate. He is facing some great challenges in life. He actually thinks his twin brother is on his way to kill him with an army. So he's, he's at the end of his rope. And at the end of his rope, He gets alone, and that's a very important aspect of it. I'm going to read to you. It's Genesis chapter 32, verse 24. says, so Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. Now, we're going to find out this man was not just a man. It was God. But I love the fact that it starts off saying that Jacob was left alone. Because a lot of times, the fight is about you getting alone with God. Sometimes, unfortunately, Many of us don't pray until there's a problem, right? And sometimes it takes that problem for you to get alone, to make time for God, to pray and seek God. I've always heard the phrase from a pastor friend of mine. He said that God tries to get speak to you to get your attention, but when we don't listen, he uses other people to speak into your life to get your attention. And then if you don't listen to that, then he uses circumstances to get your attention. So in this situation, and like sometimes in our lives, if we are not making that time for God to get alone with God, sometimes it takes some circumstances, some fight in our life that we're experiencing to 
make us get alone with God. And this is very important because the actual definition of alone is when you're out of options, when there's no distractions, when you're separated from others without aid or support. Sounds a lot like last year, 2020, right? With the quarantine and all, so many people were isolated. So many people couldn't see their friends anymore or at least not in person uh, for different lengths of time. But the fact is last year was eye-opening experiences for many of us to actually experience an amount of being alone that we've never felt before. And through that, um, sometimes it, it just doesn't take that. Sometimes it takes the fight for, uh, like I said, when things get rough and we want to seek God, we need to get alone, we need to pray. Jacob was in that place when he was alone, okay? He was out of options. And I think sometimes we try to keep ourselves so busy that we don't want to face that quietness of being alone because we know when we're alone we need to face ourselves we need to face some issues that we'd rather not so we try to keep ourselves busy so we don't have to face it but man i'm telling you we're gonna find out today there are four great things about being alone with god and fighting through these things and letting god transform us alone is just a season and if you are in that season right now just like the seasons change from summer to winter to spring to fall this, these seasons change in our lives. Sometimes there's all your friends are around you and life is good. And sometimes, doesn't it seem sometimes when you need people the most that they're not there? I'm that, I hope I'm not the only one who goes through that. But sometimes when your friends are there, when things are great, but when you're really going through some stuff, it's like, where are your friends? And honestly, I think it's part of God just trying to get us alone because some things happen when we are alone with God. Things, transformation happens. Now, we're not supposed to stay alone the whole time because God wants us in a healthy community. But if you look into the Bible, you'll see there's very transformative seasons in people's life when they are alone and God really transforms and changes their life. Example, Paul the Apostle, when he had to spend some time alone on an island, the Bible says, until he was able to come back and start preaching the gospel. Jesus himself the Bible says before he started his ministry that the Holy Spirit led him to the wilderness alone where he was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. After that season of aloneness, the Bible says he wasn't just led by the Spirit into the wilderness, but when he came out, he came out full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Big difference. He went in just being led by the Spirit. He came out of that season of aloneness filled with the power of the Spirit. And I know that's what God wants to do in your life. So if you are in that season of aloneness, know that it's a great season, that it doesn't feel good all the time. I'm gonna help you through it right today. But it is a season of transformation. And if you can fight through that season of aloneness, whether maybe it's not aloneness physically, but spiritually, maybe you haven't heard God for a while, or maybe you're just out of options. You feel alone because you don't know what to do. I don't know what the aloneness season is for you, but I do know if you can tough it out and learn from this uh, podcast today, you will come out stronger than you were before, just like Jesus did. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump inside of it. First, we need to know that... This alone season is very transformative for you and can change your life for the better. Four ways it can do that. We're just going to go verse by verse this time because I got a point for each verse. It's pretty cool. Uh, it was speaking to me. I thought I'd share it today, okay? Genesis 32 verse 25, it says, When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. So here Jacob was all alone. 
He starts wrestling with this man. This man touches his hip and his hip gets knocked out of joint. Jacob realized real quick what? That this wasn't just a man he was wrestling. This was God himself. This is beautiful because it shows us when we are in a season of aloneness and we feel like we're fighting alone, what happens? You will find out that God is wrestling with you. So here God shows up, okay? Jacob is alone and God just shows up, kind of picks a fight with him unannounced. But if you pay attention to the story, he's not fighting against Jacob and Jacob isn't fighting against God. God comes and wrestles with him and starts stirring things in his heart and saying, Jacob, it's time for change. It's time for change. So I think it's encouraging to know that when we are in that season of aloneness, God shows up. That's the first benefit of the fight is God shows up in your fight and he fights not against you, but he fights with you and he's fighting with Jacob and whatever you are up against, just know that when you are in that fight, God shows up with you. He fights alongside you. He may wrestle with you because wrestling in your heart to give, let go of certain things and grab onto certain things, let go of offense and grab onto hope, let go of discouragement and grab onto faith, let go of all these negative things and grab all the good things. And that's what God wants to do when he wrestles with you, okay? That's one of the first benefits there. Second benefit is verse 26, then The man, which is God, says, let me go for it's daybreak. Now, do you honestly think that he was at Jacob's mercy saying, please let me go? No, what he was saying is he wanted to see if Jacob would let him go or not. He says, let me go for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Again, God wasn't at Jacob's mercy saying, I'm helpless. Please let me go. He wanted to see how bad does Jacob want it? How much is he willing to fight? Is he willing to persevere even with his hip knocked out of socket? Is he willing to keep going even through the pain, even when he don't understand things, even when you can't understand what's going on or what your future holds? Are you willing to keep pressing on? Are you willing to keep fighting? And that's exactly what God told Jacob here. He says, let me go. And Jacob says, what? I will not let you go until you bless me, until you change my life until you change my circumstance. And that is the second benefit of the fight is that you find out what you really want. You find out what you really want in life. And man, that is a very powerful truth there because a lot of times in life, we're frustrated because we don't even know what we really want. And if you don't know what you really want, how can God give it to you? How can God answer your prayer when you're not sure exactly what you're fighting for? What you refuse to let go of is God's will for your life. What you refuse to let go of, it shows that it's really born of God, right? So that's the second benefit of the fight is you will find out what you really want. I know the fight is rough. I know it's not easy. I know sometimes we wonder why we got to go through these things. But I'm telling you, what does the Bible say? All things work for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And if you love God and you know, then you know you're called according to his purpose. And I'm telling you, even the fight of life, even some fights that you don't understand, even a fight when you don't know the outcome or you, or, or you can't see the outcome, maybe at least in your natural eyes, but through faith, you know, God's going to get you through these tough times, these tough seasons, man, God First of all, the first thing we learn is God is with us. Second of all, God is using this fight to 
peel back the desires of your heart to show you what you're really looking for. And that's so important because that's a major key to living your good life. When you know what you want, you will know what to fight for. And you will know, like Jacob, what you're willing to say, I'm not going to let you go, God. It doesn't matter what goes on in my life. I cannot let you go until I fulfill my purpose in God, until I reach my destiny. I'm not going to let you go. And that's what God's looking for in you. Part of the fight is for you to say, God, I really want it. God, I really still want it. And if you can say that, you will see God move in your life, okay? All right, let's go to the third one. It says, This is after Jacob says, I'm not going to let you go. Verse 27 says, the man which is God says, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. What is your name? Again, most of the times in the Bible when God asks a question, it's not that he doesn't know the answer. He wants to find out if who he is asking knows the answer. So when God says to Jacob, what's your name? God definitely knew whose name. God wanted Jacob to realize who he really was. Who he really was. What is your name? Listen, the man says, Jacob says, my name is Jacob. The man says, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. So this is the powerful truth of Jacob's life. If you follow Jacob's life, you know he, the, the name Jacob means deceiver or a trickster, a swindler, someone who manipulates to get what he wants. And God had to realize God asked Jacob, what's your name? He wanted Jacob to realize and confess this. Yes, I'm guilty. This is who I am. I have been tricking people. I have been manipulated. I've been swindling. I've been doing this. I am Jacob, he says. And as soon as he realized who he was, listen, when we, sometimes when we get alone and, and, and we get into that fight of our life, we begin to see maybe some parts of ourselves we don't like. But when we bring those to God and we see maybe our even our shortcomings, what does God do? Does God say, yes, you are, Jacob, you swindler? No. What does God do? God says, you will no longer be called Jacob, but I'm changing your name. From this moment forward, your name's going to be Israel, one who has power with God. That's what Israel means. So I love it because what it shows us is, is the third truth, the third benefit of the fight is that we find out who we really are. Sometimes it takes the fight. It takes you to be alone, to be away from the, your friends, to be away from even sometimes your support group because it's in that season when you're all alone. It's just you and God and there's nobody else telling you what's God's will for your life. But you need to decide for yourself, who are you? Who are you going to be? What is going to be your legacy? What are you going to live for? Sometimes you have to be alone to make these drastic decisions and choices. And, and after you make that decision in that fight of being alone, and then you come forth in power and then your group is with you and you guys are building together and, and it's a, you have an amazing community. But a lot of times these decisions have to be made without the voice of another person. And God is asking you, what is your name? 
Who are you? The third benefit is you're going to find out if you fight and keep pressing this fight with God through these situations that you don't understand, you're going to find out who you really are. That's the beauty of it. God doesn't just leave it up to Jacob's opinion. God says, no, I'm changing your name. I'm calling you Israel, one who has power with God. From this moment forward, you're no longer going to be that. You're going to change your name. What does that mean? When you persevere in the fight, God will change your story. And once you change your story, you will change your life. Change your story, change your life. What's the story running through your head that you keep telling yourself? Why you can't achieve greatness? Why you can't do great things? Why God can't use you? Why it's been too long? Why hasn't it happened yet? The story you're telling yourself must be changed and changed. And when you get into that place with God, he will change your story. He will tell you who you really are. And that's going to revolutionize your life and your future. You will never, ever, ever be the same. Many of the times the fights that we are facing is God the struggle that we don't understand. It's simply God trying to get us alone to the place where we are willing to let go of that story and adopt the story that the new story about our self, our life that God wants to give us and that will change us forever. So awesome, so encouraging, right? Change your life, change, I mean, change your story, change your life. Once you change who you are, then you start acting different, you start living different, you start attracting things different in your life. People see you different because you see yourself different. And that only happens sometimes through the fight. Okay, the very last one, it says in verse 31, after Jacob gets changed, he gets his blessing, his life will never be the same. The Bible closes the story with this. It says, the sun rose above him as he passed Peniel and he was limping because of his hip. Now, I think that's so awesome how the Bible says the closing of this beautiful story is Jacob walks away eastward as the sun is rising, symbolic of a new beginning. I'm telling you, if you can persevere through the things you don't understand in your life, the things that make you feel like it's a big fight and you're wrestling with God to understand why and how and when and who and what and all these things, if you can persevere, you too will walk away as the sun is rising up, symbolic of a new beginning in your life. A new beginning is possible regardless of how old you are, or how young you are, whatever you've gone through, it does not make a difference for God, okay? And I love the fact that it closes that he walked away with a limp. And that is the fourth benefit of the fight is that you keep your limp. What that means is you never forget what God has brought you out of. Jacob walked away with a limp because even though he got his blessing, that limp was symbolic of the fact that he couldn't do it on his own, that he needed God, that God is his source, that God is his strength. And it's a reminder to him to remember what God has done for him, what God has brought him out of. And I'm telling you, it's a lot of times it's the fight in our lives where we remember and we realize what God has brought us out of. May we never forget the victories that God has um, brought in our lives. And even now, as you're maybe facing this fight in your life today and you're, you're have these questions and wondering what what's next for your life. 
Remember the victories of the past. Remember everything that God has brought you out of. Remember how far you've come. Remember the good things that God has done for your life. Remember the victories that you have seen, the faithfulness of God that you've seen in your life. These things would encourage you, inspire you, and empower you to keep on keeping on. I'm telling you, all things do work together for the good. And regardless of what season, I know we got to we had to talk about kind of a deep sea uh, topic today. But I know as we are fighting uh, towards the good life in our life, we got to understand sometimes during the fight, sometimes we got to go through these seasons. Sometimes we go through the time where we don't understand everything. We don't understand what's going to happen. Sometimes we feel alone like Jacob did. But it's in that in that aloneness that we go through. We know that that's a, a birthing season. The season of aloneness is a get ready because that means transformation is on the way. Transformation is coming and it's it's next in line. If you're in that season of aloneness and in that season of fighting, you will find out what? That God is with you. He's not against you. He's right there wrestling with you. You'll find out what you really want and what you don't want, right? And then you'll find out who you really are as God changes your story And then you will never forget everything that God brought you out of as you keep that spiritual lip inside where you know that God has got your back and he's on your side. So I hope these four things encouraged you a little bit and inspired you to keep on keeping on because your good life is worth fighting for. I say that again, your good life is worth fighting for. Life is beautiful. Life is meant to be enjoyed. And sometimes we got to go through these transition seasons of change and transformation. Like I said, especially after 2020, almost everybody has gone through some kind of transformation, change, some kind of season like that. So this message will encourage us to get some very valuable things that we can only get out of seasons like this to get us ready for the next season that God has for you and for me, okay? Well, I hope this encouraged you. Be sure to stop by and say hi on Instagram. You can email us at your good life now at yahoo.com. DM us. We're on YouTube, TikTok, everywhere you can find us. Let us know you're loving this podcast. Be sure to share with a friend and write a review. It helps the podcast get more exposure. God bless you guys. I hope your faith is high. Your smile is wide. And as always, cheers to your good life. Good life, good, good life, yeah.